Today, I want to talk about something that I'm quite sure a lot of us have in common. Actually, as long as we're Danish citizens, I know that we have. I'm of course talking about public digitalization. Now, most of you have probably used uh, NemiD quite heavily. You recently migrated to MediDay. You have changed your address using Borg.dk and you've done your taxes using Sket.dk. And if you have, then maybe you have also experienced trying to help someone near you with using these public digital self-solutions. At least I know I have. And maybe then you have also experienced the frustrations, the limitations and the consequences that follow if you're not able to use these. Now, public digitalization and public sector self-service solutions are an ingrained part of being a Danish citizen. The Danish state is a digital one, and digitalization does not seem to be decreasing in the future. We are the most digitalized countries in the EU. We have been rewarded so many times. That's really impressive, right? And it's something we're quite proud of. But I want to take us back in time just a little bit and see how we got to where we are today. So, since 1994, IT has held a central place in the Danish political agenda, and ever since then, it has not been a question as to whether we should digitalize, but how. And back then, digitalization was to be centered around Danish values, such as openness, democracy, and responsi responsibility. And it was also emphasized that digitalization should not be a means to dividing citizens into an A and B team, not be a means of creating inequity and division, and lastly, and importantly, it should not be forced upon the citizen, but be merely an option. However, this vision is vastly different from the one that we see today. In 2002, we had a change of government, and this change of government uh, changed the underlying values of the IT political field. And back then, Danish values became subordinate to notions of efficiency, competitiveness, and flexibility, and digitalization was more so seen as a driver of economic growth. And the use of digital self-service solutions in the communication between state and citizen was further cemented in 2014 when the use of digital posts became mandatory to use for all by law. The concerns about splitting citizens into an A and a B team vanished, and the standardized solutions was viewed to be um, the best way to support citizens' needs, regardless of their cultural, social, and economic uh, standpoint. Let's look at closer at the citizen. Today, the citizen is digital, and Danish citizens are perceived to be self-sufficient, self-sustaining, and willing and capable of using these digital technologies they actually perceived to be digital by default. Now, a new report, or a few years ago, I think, from the Agency for Digital Government actually showed that up to 22% of the Danish population is what we term digitally challenged. Now, the barriers for being digital is many, and many competences are needed in able to, to be digital today. Now, Obviously, the mere existence of these 22% digital challenge is in sharp contrast to the digital citizen. And in my thesis, 
I zoomed in to see why is there such a gap, because these two things certainly does not align. What I saw was that there are some characteristics as defining for these digitally challenged. Through the digitalization, the citizen has been made more and more primarily responsible for being digital. It's always on them in the end. They are willing to be digital, but they have a limited capacity to do so, and it is very much uh, aligned with that they have a limited access to obtaining the abilities and the aid that they need to overcome their barriers. Moreover, digitalization has increased the physical distance from the state to citizens, so the state doesn't necessarily have a very accurate knowledge of the life of citizens. And most importantly, for my thesis project, many of the citizens in this group are in already vulnerable life situations and are already experienced various forms of exclusion. Now, there are of course very heavily consequences with being in this group as well. The first two is a matter of security. There's of course our login details, those are personal. Our CPR number is personal and shouldn't be shared with other people, right? A lot of these people, they get help from people around them and people near them with using these technologies. And thereby they're possibly disclosing health information or so on that they simply don't wish to. It's of course time consuming to, be, to get help and to help those around us as well. There can be financial penalties if you're not able to act on the things in your digital post. And last but not least, you can experience and decrease access to civil rights because of all our communication is going, going through these digital platforms, you may not have limits to your rights in the same degree as other citizens. Now the question then comes, how can we create responsible and inclusive public digitalization? We found that we need to rethink how we think about the citizen. I believe that first and foremost, if it's a governmental decision, the responsibility should lie at that level as well. We cannot make citizens responsible for something they don't have any decision right over. And then, of course, digital inclusion must be paramount and of highest priority. It cannot be an afterthought that we get two years after we have implemented something. And then, I think the new digitalization, the new conceptualization of the digitally vulnerable can help us actually tailor public digitalization to a realist perspective and not a desired state. We need to make digitalization for the citizens as they are and where they are instead of an idea about who they are or who they could be. And by doing so, I think we can actually maybe create public digitalization that is empowering, that is empowering for us citizens that is flexible and not excluding as it is right now. And I believe when we're talking about things that actually affect our rights as citizens, we need to take this very, very seriously. And until we're actually able to make inclusive digital uh, public digitalization, maybe we should ask ourselves, is digitalization always the answer? Must everyone be on board and can we actually expect them to be? That was all for me today. Thank you. <laughs>